for this day, Lord, and I thank you for worship, Father, and I thank you for my sisters who come because they just want to grow with you, Lord, and, and they love the walk, that they're walking with you, Lord, and I thank you for covering us with your unconditional love, with your agape love, Lord, and I pray for those sisters who aren't here because of sickness or um, or things that are going on, Lord. We pray that you would be there with them right now, Lord, that you would give them peace, that you would heal them, Lord. And um, we pray for this time together as we um, fellowship, that you would bless our conversations and bless our time together, that we would grow stronger together. And, Lord, we love you and we thank you. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So... What is agape love? Well, um, God is love. So um, he is the definition of love. So the Greek word agape is often translated love in the New Testament uh, as English-speaking people. (laughs) Um, We use love like for everything in a way, you know. And so love could be like, oh, I love my husband and a romantic love, right? Or I love my friend. And and I know the Greek uses is more defined. So there's the agape love. There's um, phileo love, like admiration. There's eros, which is not, which is conditional, actually. It's like, I think it was like, um, like a desire, erotic love, and that's what I read <laughs> online. And then there was another one. The other one was what the love that you have for your friends. So, or, um, or the love that, um, that is mutual. So, but agape love is unconditional love. And, um, that's the kind of love that God speaks about in scripture. So how is um, how is agape love different from the others? The essence of agape love is goodwill, benevolence, and willful delight in the object of love. Unlike our English word love, agape is not used in in the New Testament to refer to romantic love. So agape is not romantic love, nor does it refer to a close friendship or um, for the Greek word phileo, phileia is used, phileo. Agape loves... Agape love involves faithfulness, commitment, and an act of the will. It is distinguished from the other types of love by its lofty moral nature and strong character. Agape love is beautifully described in um, the New Testament. The word agape is used in a variety of contexts, but in the New Testament, it takes on a distant meaning. Um, I believe that when they say New Testament, it's when Jesus talked about love. So... If you remember in John twenty one seventeen, Jesus actually asked John, um, I mean Simon, son of John, do you love me? So, and that actually convicted me. Like, do you love me? Not just do you love me phileo or do you love me agape? And I'll get to that a little bit after this. <laughs> but um, agape is used to describe the love that is of and from um, God, whose very nature is love itself. God is love. God does not merely love. He is love itself. Everything God does flows from his love. Agape is also used to describe our love for God, a servant's faithful um, respect to our God and a man's attachment to our God. 
Um, the type of love that characterizes God is not a sappy, sentimental feeling such as we often, you know, hear or in our culture, right? What love is defined. That's not what we're talking about here. God um, loves because he, because that is his nature and the expression of his being. He loves the unlovable and the unlovely, not because we deserve to be loved or because of any excellence we possess, but because it is his nature to love. And he must be true to his nature. So his love, that's his nature. Um, that's why, I mean, what is love? Love is God. And, and um, I know that our culture defines love in many different ways, but true love is the Lord. Agape love is always shown by what it does. So God's love is displayed, um, was displayed um, on the cross when he died for our sins. God being rich in mercy because of the great love which um, he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Um, we did not deserve such a sacrifice, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's agape love is unmerited, gracious, and consistently seeking the benefit of the ones he loves. The Bible says we are the undeserving recipients of his lavish agape love. God's demonstration of agape love led to the sacrifice of the Son of God for those he loves. So we are to love others as agape love. And I just kept thinking about this because I was thinking, are we known for our love as Christians? Like, we should be known for our love. And our love is going to look different from the culture's love, though. Do we love in correction? Do we love in servants when we serve others? Do we love um, when we speak about the Lord? Or do we show how we love the Lord in our lives? So we should be known by showing his love, and we should be known for our love. Um, agape love does not come natural to us. Because of our fallen nature, because we're sinners and humans, <laughs> we are incapable of producing such a love. If we were, if we are to love as God loves, that love, that agape, can only come from its source. It could only come from the Holy Spirit. This is a love that has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us when we, we, we become his children. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Because of God's love toward us, we are able to love one another. So I saw a cute devotional. Um, actually, before we do that... Um, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13. And a lot of us know this one, the greatest gift. And I always um, think about this one because it took me a long time as I grew as a believer to understand what love meant because the love that I heard in songs or the love that I heard in, or, you know, what we're taught um, through movies or our friends while we're growing up, that's not, I didn't understand that God was love for a long time. It took me a while. And so 
I always come back to this when I'm doing something, like, or when I'm serving my family, for example. Am I doing it in love or am I doing it because I have to? And they know when I'm just doing it because I have to. (laughs) So then I have to, like, I do. Like, it's true. It's not in our nature to love like God loves. Um, So I have to change my attitude. And, like, I do... It is a difference when you serve in love instead of serving because you have to or serving because it it's just the right thing to do or because it looks good. So, and, you know, I've been convicted, you know, that I serve in love and in God's love, though, not in what I think is love. So, okay. First Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, it's, is not puffed up, does not behave lo- rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in inequity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fall. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. And when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. So I wanted to share a cute um, devotional from Proverbs 31. Um, it's from Karen Eham. Eham, yeah. So the divine love note, uh, John twenty one seventeen. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So by then, this was the third time that Jesus had asked him, do you love me? And John was kind of like, yeah. (laughs) But I don't think he understood. You know, Jesus was trying to teach him and show him himself. um, And and that he would recognize himself. Does he really love the Lord? Um, So she says, this is her devotional. Long before the current craze of texting messages, back and forth on cell phones in my junior high, we had our own way of communicating with peers. It was called passing notes. When the teacher wasn't looking, we shot a simple folded piece of line notebook paper to our friends sitting a few rows back. We crossed our fingers and hoped the teacher's second set of eyes, the ones in the back of her head, were focused elsewhere. Otherwise, our note just might get read to the entire class. While notes from our girlfriends were fun, we really got our excitement up, which I thought this was funny. Um, excitement up was when the folded and 
scribbled message was from a boy. <laughs> Usually I read something like this. Do you like me? <laughs> yes. So it, it's like, yes, they wrote yes, no, just as a friend. So that's, I would have been too, too shy to do that. So, <laughs> but of course we would think long and hard before taking our pencil and marking our answer. Then it was passing time again, back to the boy who had posed the all important question. It seems to me in today's scripture, Jesus was sending a divine love note to Peter, quizzing him about the strength of his love for him. We pick up the story a few verses earlier when after breakfast, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter seems um, a bit surprised and says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus then tells him to feed his lambs. No sooner had he finished talking than he asked Peter the same question again. Then a third time, each time it appears as if dear Peter answers the same way. In a nutshell, ah, yeah, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Haven't I made that clear? Why the 20 questions? Sassy. <laughs> this passage of scripture used to puzzle me until one day I discovered, with the help of my husband's old Greek textbook from college, that Peter and Jesus were using two different Greek words for love in this famous exchange. The word rendered love in our English Bible here is really two distinctive words. One is phileo and one is agape. Phileo is defined as brotherly and tender affection, true friendship. It is based on common interests. Agape, on the other hand, is sacrificial and giving love, a love that cannot stand being apart from each other. It isn't based on having a common interest with someone. It loves the other not for what they do, but for who they are. It is a laying down your life for another kind of love. It is helpful to know that the first two times Jesus posed this question to Peter, he asked him, do you agape me? Peter answered, of course I phileo you. It was as if Jesus was asking, so you really sacrificially love me based on who I am and you'd gladly lay down your life for me? And instead, Peter was checking the box that said, just as a friend. The third time Jesus posed the question, he asked Peter, do you phileo love me? Do you phileo me? And Peter truthfully answered, yes. Now, before we are too hard on um, Peter, we must assume that he indeed did grow to love our Lord in the agape sense of the word. Um, History tells us that Peter met his death by crucifixion. However, he did not feel worthy to be crucified in the same manner as the Lord. He was crucified upside down. Later, later on, um, what about us today in 2018? It's funny, it says 2009, but we're like 2018. If Jesus passes us a divine love note asking if we love agape him, which box would we check? Like, would we say yes? I'm sure none of us would really say no. Or would we really say, we're, I'm, we're just friends? Or would you really say that you agape love him? Um, lay down your life for him. Um, undoubtedly, many people today would um, check no, right? Those who probably don't say that they're Christians. Um, there are millions who care nothing of Christ and his love. Others would check yes, who are Christ's followers, who love until the end, and um, and we know many martyrs who are dying today for for the Lord, um, and have given up their life for Christ. Um, 
But what if most of us Christians would check we're just a friend? Um, we love, but just to a point. Um, what if we don't give up or we don't ask or, I mean, we don't do what he's asked us to give up or be obedient in? Um, we're not afraid to talk about Jesus or, you know, proclaim that we are his followers. Um, we just don't want to be asked to share in his sufferings. So, um, so, oh, we can turn our temporal phileo fascination with Jesus into an all-out agape, laying down our life, love for the Lord. So, um, we don't want to be just a casual friend. We don't want to casually um, just walk every day. We want him in our lives fully, and and he does love us, like the songs that you guys um, were singing. Um, it, we don't deserve it, but he loves us. His love is always there. Um, but we should be agape loving the Lord. And, and, um, this week we were, I was talking to my daughter and so was another lady. She's awesome, loves the Lord. And we were both trying to talk to her and, um, we're, we're witnessing to her and, and talking about, about the Lord and how, um, how sometimes, do we love the Lord or do we love the Lord when we say, I'll do this, but what are you going to give me? You know, and like true love comes from, you know what? I know what your hopes are, but will you still do this for me? Like, will you still do this no matter what the turnout is? And that's when the love shifts to, I feel like, phileo to agape. No matter what's going on, I know your hope is in this and I care about everything that you're worried about right now. But are you still willing to do it because I asked you to do it, regardless of what the outcome is? And so, and that's, I feel like that's a turn towards loving God, how he He has called us to love him. And then we can love others that way, the same way. Like, no matter who they are or what they're doing, will you love them enough the way I'm asking you to love them? So, <laughs> so I just challenge everybody. And myself, that, that you know, um, really spoke to me. Okay. <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, I just um, thank you for your lessons on love and how you are love itself. We thank you for that. We thank you that you're the definition of love and and that because of you, we don't, we're not astrayed from what um, that others may teach us about love or we thank you that you're re- real, Lord, and we thank you that you're in our lives and and we thank you for being our first love and our Valentine, Lord. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.